You are listening to College Success Habits with Jesse Mogul, episode 140. Let's get to the show. Oh, this show's the best. The best show. Best show. Best show ever. Welcome to the College Success Habits podcast. Do you want to triumph through school and have a little fun along the way? Learn habits to help you attain better productivity and hacks to help you slide through classes at any age. Here's your host, college circuit speaker, Jesse Mogul. Welcome back to College Success Habits. I am your host, Jesse Mogul, and as always, it is an honor and a privilege to have you. Now, I'm going to admit something. I'm going to admit something that might age some of y'all out of this show. I don't know what your response to this will be. And I do realize that most of you have realized for some time that I am in my 40s and I just officially kicked 46th birthday. I am now counting into my 47th year on this planet, which is going to be considerably older than most of you all are. And the beautiful thing about doing what I do and in my hope is to encourage you all to see the world through a different perspective and a new lens and to understand that, you know, we're all on this planet doing our best with the resources we have and figuring out ways to communicate with others who are different than us. And everybody is different than us because even if we have 50 things in common, the way that we've experienced those 50 things will be remarkably different regardless if we, you know, are the same age or sex or gender orientation, any of this stuff. And the beautiful thing that I find about talking about this, these topics with you all is that one, I really do feel like it keeps me a bit young because I'm meeting and communicating and talking with so many of y'all about what it is you're experiencing. And obviously because of the technology gap that I had whenever I was in my youth versus what you were all contending with now, the differences of of what you are utilizing to communicate and to agree or disagree or get along or learn or study or how you're putting together papers. And it's just, it's fascinating. It's, it's, it has been fascinating to me to watch this developmental shift in society. And it's got to be even more fascinating for you all to actually be in the thick of it and to have like this humongous world of people around you who are introducing you to new ideas and and new apps and new ways and new things. And it's got to be just like every single day, just taking in so many inputs. And recently I came across a stat. Somebody mentioned that in one week, a human will be introduced, be affected by, read more information in one week than the average human would have come across in their entire lifetime in the 1900s. And you think about how, now we're not talking about like 1980, but definitely, you know, we're talking, you know, that 1850, 1920, 40, 50s era where it's just the amount of information we had our hands on the ability to come across was very much limited. And now it's just so vast. So you think about in one week, you will come across more information than some people just 120, 150 years ago would have come across in their entire lifetime. And just how shocking that statistic is, how just to be able to wrap your head around that theory. This is what people have 
brought about, this is what people are saying is true, and if we just take it at face value, you are being introduced to more information in a week than humans had ever been introduced to in their entire lives just 100 to 150 years ago. Take that in for a moment and then ask yourself, do you think the human brain has had an opportunity to fully evolve, to handle the influx of information that we are being introduced to at this stage of our human development? No, is the way I would answer that question. So as I clicked through the 46th birthday and begun my 46th, 47th trip around the sun, um, I came up with a list of some things that um, I could look back on and say, hmm, you know, was what if I'd have known this? What if I'd have accepted some of this stuff? What if I would have just realized this, embraced some of these things that I came up with? And literally it all started with one sentence that was said in a class that I was teaching by one of my co-trainers. And it just sparked me. And while she was continuing to teach her section of the course, um, I just pulled up a quick note and just ripped these out of my, I mean, just with under two minutes, I had this whole list. And so we're going to go over that today. Some some things that I have found to be profound over my time on this planet. Um, and this by no stretch of the imagination is a comprehensive list, but it is certainly a list that uh, when I first you know just came up with it that quickly, I've gone back and read it over and been like, yep, yep, this is this was some really cool spontaneous brainstorming. And so I'm excited to be able to bring that to you guys today for episode 140. But before I do that, um, I have been creating a lot of amazing stuff over here. And in the process of doing that, I've got to figure out how to connect a lot of my different technologies, a lot of my different apps and stuff together. And I had the opportunity to go back over and look through my iTunes account to link things and yada, yada, yada. The point is, I had not gone through there and read my reviews in quite some time. And I get that most people find me on Spotify, so I'm not surprised that I don't get a lot of reviews and ratings over on iTunes. If you do have an iTunes account, even if you listen to me on Spotify, it would certainly be helpful if you would go over there and rate and review the show and let people know um, that you enjoy the content. Um, Certainly, if you don't, go ahead and say that too. I'm not afraid of haters. And I think that's a perfect segue for... (laughs) One of the reviews that was left was unto happy with me, and it stems back from an episode I did some time ago about anger. If you yourself would like to go back and listen to that episode, it's episode 107, 33 episodes ago. And I remember that episode very, very distinctly because I was going to a concert with my girlfriend, and a bicyclist had come out of nowhere, out of a complete blind spot, and we, oh, my car and his bike almost came into a collision. And then uh, he started, you know, flipping me off and yelling at me, and then I, of course, acted like a child and did the same back to him, and he ended up trying to chase the car down and getting all upset, and I, of course, was feeling the anger inside of me, and 
um, ultimately I chose to just drive away and, and not turn it into a confrontation because that confrontation would have gone nowhere other than somebody being hurt. More than likely, both of us ending up in jail, and it would have been absolutely silly, and it could have really derailed my you know entire life. I, I do look at it as one of those moments where life could have been derailed. And so I discuss with you all in that episode how to understand how your emotional outbursts and your anger management could really save your life one day. And maybe not life or death, as in you will die, but it could. It could very well do that. Who knows what could have happened if I would have tried to confront him. But certainly, um, the path that my life was going on could have been drastically altered. And uh, so this person, they listen to it, and they are not happy with the story that I tell about the bicyclist, nor are they any happier about a story I tell when I was 22 or 23, where I acted with road rage and caused an accident and very much hurt uh, the driver of the other car. And I talked about these stories. And again, if you want the in-depth details, go back to 107 and check it out. But I talked about these two different circumstances that happened in my life and how blessed I felt that they didn't destroy my life and nor did it ruin anybody else's life, that everybody was able to go on. Obviously, I did cause an accident. That person was hurt for some period of time. Ultimately, they healed. I knew that they had moved on. It was good in that regard that they were able to continue on with their life as normal as it could be considering the accident I caused. And I felt tremendous amount of guilt. And still to this day, when I feel a road rage moment coming on, my mind goes back to that accident I caused. And that was the point of the podcast was that when you cause accidents, when you bring about anger, in your life and it affects other people, you're drastically, you know, ruining, destroying, changing the path of their life as well as yours. And that you really want to be able to uh, figure out ways of calming yourself down extremely quickly. That is not the point that the person who wrote the review took. And they very much were wanting me to go to jail and <laughs> be brought in front of a judge and and had the podcast canceled and all of that. And I won't get into, you can go back and read the review yourself if you have access to iTunes. Why I'm bringing this up now is for you guys to realize that not everything that you do, not everything that you share, not every part about you that you think that you are bringing out into the public sphere will be taken the way that you hope that it will be, that you intend for it to be. I know you are all on social media in some way or another, and I know putting myself out there on these podcasts and talking about my stories vulnerably, uh, with raw emotion, and oftentimes off the cuff, I don't make huge notes before I go to do these podcasts. It's oftentimes just some bullet points and then away I go. And I realize I'm going to say some things that might offend others. I'm going to clearly put out a podcast that makes somebody think I should go to jail and have my show canceled. And that is absolutely their prerogative. They are allowed to have their opinion of me. You're allowed to have an opinion of me. Everybody can have an opinion of me, just like anybody can have an opinion of you. Is it something that you need to embrace, condone, believe, listen to? Absolutely not. I know the shame and guilt that I hold on to from that car accident and from that bicycle incident. I absolutely already know that those moments have literally carved out parts of my brain that make me remember them the moment I feel like I'm going to get angry, the moment something else could go sideways. 
would I prefer not to have caused the accident in the car or preferred not to have almost hit a bicyclist? Sure. Absolutely. If there was a way I could sign up for that. But I also went on to say that because of that car accident, it stopped me from many emotional outbursts in the future that could have been even worse as far as what it could have done to my life. And I can speak about what it's going to do to my life because I'm in this first person body. I don't know what other people have experienced. I don't know if I've hurt other people, whether you know on purpose in the moment because I was lashing out or inadvertently. Neither will you. And it is up to you to control your own emotions and you cannot control anybody else's. Somebody else wants to step to you. Somebody else wants to get up in your grill. Somebody else wants to start a, a, a ruckus with you. It's up to you to figure out how you're going to respond in that moment and think about what it could do long term. I'm going to piss people off. I'm going to get haters Tell me I need to go to jail. Tell me that I need to have my show canceled. There's 87 reasons why I should go to jail. The car accident is just one of many. And it bums me out that there's not an opportunity within those reviews to contact the person and sort of figure out what was going on in their life that would, that would cause them to want to react in the way that they did to write out what they said. And I do not think for a moment this person still listens to the show, so there will be no opportunities to you know, remedy whatever was happening in their life. It is what it is. And when you put yourself out there via social media, perhaps one day you will have your own podcast, you'll have your own book, you'll, you'll be a business leader. You're going to say and do things that in the moment, it's just, it's, it's what's happening. Is it going to be what ultimately you'll be proud of down the road? We don't know. We, we hope we can act in integrity and ecology and do what's right for ourselves and for others and for the world around us. We just don't know. Is sharing that story, helping somebody else not have an angry moment that lashes out and causes perhaps a life-changing event to have somebody else? Maybe it did. Maybe it didn't. Maybe it made some of you all think I was a lunatic. Maybe it made some of you all think that I, that I, that I was uh, brave for telling the story and, and being uh, of a wise mind enough to realize some people may not take it the way I had intended. It's what I took from that, obviously, other than the fact that clearly this person had some level of history with what I discussed in the podcast to write what they did, was that you are not going to completely satisfy everybody's desires for you in your entire life. You're going to put something out there and think, man, this is totally going to help people. I'm so happy I was able to do this. What a what a, what a great moment in my personal growth. And then somebody else is going to come across it and be like, screw you. You should go to hell and jail and you should be locked away and you should be you know, put into a closet to maybe listen to death metal and you absolutely shouldn't have a microphone. It's just going to be the way that it is. You cannot possibly make everybody else happy. And so it was, I'm bringing that up because I remember thinking, I was like, man, how many other of you out there are, are wanting to put yourself out there, whether it's because you have a tough emotional story, you've, you've gone through some things in your life and you're like, God, what if, what if somebody lashes out? What if somebody's angry? What if somebody doesn't take it the way that I intend? Yes, yes, and yes. All of those things are very likely to happen. And when it does, you just have to realize that in a universe of infinite possibilities and on a planet of 7 billion some people, you are not going to make them all happy. They are not all going to hear your story the way that you want them to hear your story. And this is a really awesome segue straight into what the topic is for today's podcast. Now, I know I've burned through 15 minutes of a 30-minute episode just introing this and then getting into that story. But 
<laughs> it matters because it'll tie into a lot of this stuff that we're getting ready to discuss over the next 15 minutes or so very much. And this is going to lead us to the best way to start this birthday celebration slash epiphany I had the other day during class. First thing that I want to mention is the quote that was said by my co-trainer that led me to come up with this list. And it was what, what Aubrey said was, you don't see the world the way it is. You see the world the way you are. You do not see the world the way it is. You see the world the way you are. Now, what can you glean from that? You think that you're experiencing the world exactly the way that it is. What you're really doing is you're experiencing the world the way that you have created the world being in your head. So this person who writes the um, the review getting very upset with me about my anger and these two incidents and wanting me to go to jail and have my show canceled, right? They're experiencing that episode the way they are, not the way it is. Just like I didn't do that episode um, the way that the world is, I did it the way that I was seeing things. Was parts of it self-centered or through first person rather than second person or third person? Absolutely. Absolutely it was because I'm a human and, and our egos believe that we are the center of the universe. For each one of us, we think that, I mean, the world revolves around us. Our mind exists to keep us alive and therefore it prioritizes us over anybody else. So when you go to tell a story, when you go to see the world, when you go to experience what's happening, you're experiencing it through your own mind's eye. You do not see the world the way that it is. You see the world the way that you are. This is where confirmation biases and the reticular activating system, we've talked about both of these in other episodes, where it comes in where if you are angry and you think the world is angry, then that's what you're going to see. You're going to see anger. Right? If you believe that one of the isms is overrunning society, ageism, sexism, racism, genderism, whatever it might be, if, that, if you think that people are, are oppressing a certain ism, then your mind will see the oppression of certain isms. doesn't mean it's not necessarily happening. It just means that your mind might see something that somebody else just sees as a passing moment in time. Your mind will see it as, as a oppression of an ism. And again, is it or is it not, isn't what we're discussing here as much as your mind is going to interpret certain things a certain way if that is what you believe is happening around you, if that's what you believe strongly in. If you believe very strongly in a political party, no matter what the other party does, you are going to see something wrong with it because you're, that's what your brain is telling you to look for. That's what you've told your brain to look for. So when somebody listens to the show and I go off and I tell a story, for all I know, that person was in a major car accident with some dumbass who decided to be angry. Maybe they were a, a victim of drunk driving or, or intoxicated driving or they lost a loved one. Who knows? But they're, they're going to see the world the way they are, not the way that necessarily I was intending it or the way that I wanted them to. Any more than... When you go into class and you say something and you think it's just an offhand comment, you don't think it's going to hurt somebody's feelings, but the next thing you know, they have a different way of seeing the world and the statement you made or the words that you said somehow you know, activated a traumatic moment in their life. And again, we can't possibly account for every traumatic moment that may have happened in every single person's life on a planet of 7 billion plus people. 
at some point it's like we all just, and I think I had an episode about getting a thicker skin, just have to realize that not every time is somebody going to know exactly how to communicate with us the way that we would hope. And if we could just understand that there's an opportunity in that moment to build a bridge rather than a wall, we'll be a lot more connected. So you don't see the world the way that it is. You see the world the way that you are. Another thing that I came up with is, um, I got them listed. So it's, it's that, that was the intro to this whole thing. And then there's 10 things on this list. Um, you give, uh, you give up what you want most for what you want now. I want you to be really mindful of this as you move through your college experience. And some of these might get their own episode because they're that important, but you give up what you want most for what you want now. You want a healthier body, but in the moment you're feeling emotionally triggered, and so next thing you know, you're eating ice cream too much, or you're drinking too much, or you're smoking cigarettes, or whatever it might be whenever you're feeling an emotional surge. That's going to shift you off your intended path. What you most want now is to go drink beer with your buddies, but what you really want most of all is to graduate college. But going out and drinking with my buddies five days a week certainly kept me from graduating college until literally I had been taking classes off and on for 12 years. You give up what you want most for what you want now. And this is really where you have to start asking yourself, does your impulse control need to be measured and monitored? Are there things that you're doing in your life that are costing you your long-term goals for your instant gratification now? Second is if you don't sacrifice for what you want, what you want becomes the sacrifice. So this goes back to the previous one, right? If you don't sacrifice for what you want, what you want becomes a sacrifice. So if what you want now is go get drunk with your buddies and your girlfriends, um, but instead you should be studying, you're literally sacrificing what you really want, which is to graduate school, go off and have that career that you desire, Right, So now you're going to go out and get drunk, and now what you're actually sacrificing is perhaps that opportunity to go off and be successful, to have that job that you wanted. I truly do believe that if I had stayed on, on course at Ball State University, I would have come out of there with my sports broadcasting degree, and being the mid-90s, I definitely think there was an opportunity for me to have stepped into the sports broadcasting world, and who knows? Maybe I would have actually become the next Bob Costas or Al Michaels or Dan Patrick or Rich Eisen. Who knows? I chose alcohol and drugs. I chose the party scene. I chose to try to mute my feelings because of some trauma in my childhood, and I did it at the cost of what I really wanted. And still to this day, I I look back and I wonder, if I'd have done things differently, would I have been able to achieve those goals? I don't necessarily regret the way my life has turned out because I've, I've done some great things and I feel like I'm doing great things now. But there is a part of me that just had that goal for so long in my childhood. I would really love to have had an opportunity to have at least tried at it rather than to never have even sought it. Number three, create the world you want to live in around you. Do you want people to be more understanding, more inclusive, more loving? Then behave that way first. And I know this can be difficult in the face of other people rejecting that love, that inclusivity, those conversation starters, right? Sometimes people's minds just are not open to what you're wanting to introduce to them, All right? This happens with my girlfriend and I a lot. She'll say something once, twice, 10 times. It definitely happens with my therapist. And she'll be like, I've been telling you that for a year. I'm like, 
you know, my therapist though understands. I can, she can tell me something for a year. She can plant these little seeds. She can water them each time we talk and eventually they'll take root. They'll sprout. And all of a sudden I'll have this epiphany moment where I'm like, oh my goodness, it was right there in front of me all along. Right. Well, if you're one of those people who says, well, I told you once, I'm never telling you again. I really feel almost sadness for you having that viewpoint because more than likely that was told to you and that was done to you. And that's why you took on that stance. Somebody told you something once and if you didn't get it, then screw you. Right. Oh, I didn't hear you. Oh, well, you missed out on this awesome opportunity somewhere in your life that that was imprinted and implanted upon you. And now that's the way you're behaving. And it's unfortunate because we live in a world with with so many inputs. It is not lost on me, nor should it be lost on you, that somebody could just have that message trying to go through their brain, and it's just getting scrambled. It doesn't mean that they don't want it. It doesn't mean that they wouldn't appreciate appreciate it if they actually heard it. It just means in that moment, something was going on inside their mind. They just didn't let it in the way that you had intended it to. Again, you don't see the world the way that it is. You see it the way you are. Somebody's got something else going on. You have no idea what's going on inside their mind. So be gentle and realize that if you want to have them being more living in a world you want them to be living in, you first have to create that world for them to even experience it. Number four, tomorrow is done. Learn from it. Release it. Bring on today. I mean, that's it. I know it can be tough. Because we, we're remembering things from the past. We think, what if I'd have done this? What if I'd have done that? Oh, yeah, I totally get it. Trust me. If, I, if anybody wishes he could have the Marty McFly time machine from Back to the Future, it's me. But then I have to stop myself and say, man, who says that I would have been any happier with that life than the happiness I have in this life? It can be tough. And, I'm, and I definitely am a realist who, who, when I start to ruminate on the things that I wanted for my life and where I am instead, sure, there's some bummerisms going on once in a while. But it is what it is. Right? I can learn from it. I can ask myself, okay, what led me to make that decision? What can I learn from it? What would I do in the future if a similar circumstance approaches? This goes back to the to the anger episode. I don't lash out. I don't do things with my car that could put people's lives in danger because of these previous instances. Would I prefer that I never did those? Sure. Absolutely. I don't just say that flippantly. Yes, I absolutely would have preferred not to have caused that woman's car to flip into oncoming traffic. At the same time, I do realize that it is what it is. It happened. I did it. What can I learn from it? I don't have emotional outbursts like that anymore. Who knows how many other lives um, I saved by not acting like a dumbass. Ask yourself that too. What can you learn, right? Learn from it, release it, bring it on today. Which is a great segue into number five is I have wasted more time creating bullshit stories in my head, nonsense scenarios in my mind, and then trying to figure out how to solve them than I care to admit. I have an extremely vivid imagination and I can sit there and come up with scenarios. What if the girlfriend says this? What if my coworker says that? What if a client says this? What if a student says that? Well, I mean, I've got, you can come up with a million of them and then you end up sitting there with tons of anxiety and stress trying to solve a situation that isn't actually even occurring, but it could, but it could. And so we're going to sit there and we're going to think about it trying to come up with all these different ways we could solve it when it's not even happening. 
Be mindful of that. Are you creating these nonsense stories and scenarios in your head and then trying to figure out how to solve them? Just causing yourself more stress and anxiety rather than figuring out what it is you could be doing right now towards your schoolwork, towards mending friendships or building friendships, towards your physical health, right? Studying, right? Maybe it's just building up a moral and ethical background so that you have integrity in your life. Concentrate on what you can actually do today by learning from the past and then releasing all that past, leaving the trauma, leaving the sadness back there, and then bringing on today. Number six, fearing rejection is creating a story in your head and then letting your imagination dictate your actions. Now these, these last two really go well, right? So tomorrow's done. We're learned from it. We're releasing it. We're bringing on today. We're also being mindful that we're wasting time creating these BS stories and scenarios in our head and then trying to solve them. And a lot of these stories and scenarios have to do with rejection, have to do with fear. So you now also people fear rejection. I think it's the biggest thing that humans fear, right? People say that the, the, the biggest fear humans have is public speaking. I don't think it's getting up in front of people and speaking that people fear. I think it's the rejection that they might face. It's the judgments that might be happening by the people sitting in the chair while they're standing up there putting their their power and their passion and their heart and soul into whatever it is that they're speaking about. I think it's those people who say, look, not everybody in the audience is going to agree with me. Just get over that. Release the fearing of rejection and you create these stories in your head. You see somebody that, that you're attracted to um, at the quad, at, at, at the restaurant, at the bar, at, at the football game, whatever it might be. And you want to go up and say hi. I used to be like, hey, yeah, I noticed you. It'd be cool. Let's, let's talk about something. Let's chat, right? I, I hate icebreakers because they're so, they're so BS. But it's, it's supposed to be this opportunity to get them to smile, chuckle, want to talk to you for 10 more seconds. But instead, people hesitate. And it's in that hesitation that your mind starts creating all these different scenarios. You, and the scenario that it's going to continuously go back to is the fearing of the rejection. It's going to be the fear. Somehow our brains have decided that rejection means that we're going to get kicked out of the tribe. And when you get kicked out of the tribe, you end up in the, the Serengeti or on the plains or in the forest and you're cold and you're wet and you're hungry and there's gigantic beasts trying to eat you. I'm sure that that existed 10,000 years ago. Now we live in a world where if somebody rejects you, it's like, okay, cool. You continue on with your life because they've got their own world happening in their head. And you may have approached them at a time when they had, you know, they could have had good news, bad news, who knows what's going on in their life. But in that moment, they just didn't have the bandwidth to prioritize you. There wasn't a rejection of you. No one was doing anything against you. They're doing it for themselves. Right? That's another great one. No one's doing anything against you. They're doing it for themselves. Number seven, not every decision I made played out the way I thought it would. It wasn't wasted time. It was experience points. Some things don't. Lots of things won't play out the way that you had wanted them to. Hope that they would. Worked your ass off to get them to. This is where perfectionism shows up, where somebody tinkers and plays and screws with something so long that they don't turn it in on time, or it's a project that they or that they don't give to their boss on time, or it's this big, huge book, or this big thing that they want to release out into the world, but it's got to be perfect because everybody's got to love it, and we've already discussed that everybody won't love it. Not every decision I made played out the way I thought it would. It wasn't a waste of time. It was experience points. 
Picture it like a video game. Sometimes you got to go around and you just got to, you know, fight off the stupid little beasts in the forest, a la Legend of Zelda, right? So you can get more experience points so you can go get the shield so that you can really go off and fight the big monster at the end. And then sometimes those little critters get you, and next thing you know, you're dead, and you're like, what the hell? I was just, I was just trying to get the shield. It wasn't wasted time. It was experience points. You gained experience points fighting the little thingies off, right? You learned how not to get killed by them the next time, and then you were able to slay them, and after a while, go off and get the big one. It's all about experience points in life. Do you want to be standing on the sideline thinking about what you would do if you got in the game? Or do you want to be out there in the game and maybe you throw five interceptions? Maybe you miss 17 shots, but you have the experience of being in the game. And that's a hell of a lot better than riding the pine. Number eight, waiting a year or two to feel ready is the hesitation that I will one day look back on and wonder why. Like I just said with the hesitation to meeting somebody, the hesitation to approaching uh, a project, approaching a person, whatever it might be, that, that little bit of hesitation that turns into a fear of rejection. And next thing you know, you know, um, you wait a year or two. For me, when I wrote that, it was waiting a year or two to release the podcast. I had the thoughts about this podcast the moment I got sober. And I held on to it, held on to it, held on to it for two and a half years until I felt like I had enough sobriety. I had enough coaching experience. I had enough leadership experience. I'd learned enough things to actually be of benefit to listeners. When sometimes not knowing all the answers is of even greater benefit. And speaking of that, that's a good foreshadowing to number 10. Number nine, everything happens for a reason. And at the perfect time thing is, is cool and all, but sometimes... <sighs> I just want to be like, dude, just get up and go do that thing. And I use some profanity in here, but I do realize I have a lot of middle school and high school kids out there. And and so I want to be mindful that parents are listening to this too, perhaps with their children. So I have attempted throughout most of this podcast to mind my language, unlike my sobriety show where I definitely use colorful tunes. But this one, everything happens for a reason. And it's the perfect time. I know you've heard this. Oh, everything happens for a reason. You know, it, I know you wanted it to happen six months ago, but this is just divine timing. This is, trust me, this is exactly the way it was supposed to play out. I get all that, but sometimes I'm just like, screw it. I just want to get up and go do that thing. I want to shoot the podcast episode. I want to go and call up the, the college or the high school or the addiction recovery center, or go up to the president of a company and say, I think I could teach you guys some great leadership techniques. Let's sit down and talk about some of the areas in your company you would like to see uplifted and, and step back up into the limelight that is, you know, where your company could be doing better. Ask some questions, get some information, and let's see how I can be of service. And maybe I can't, but maybe I can. This whole thing of, oh, everything happens for a reason, right? I get it. I get it. I understand that humans like to tell themselves that story because it can at least give us some sort of solace, some sort of comfort in that, okay, you know, it's a bummer I didn't get the promotion. It's a bummer I didn't get the A. It's a bummer they didn't vote me in to be the leader of the, of the school club, right? But it's all for a reason. It humbles me. I can learn something from it. And all of these things are true. You, all of these, this perfect timing thing, I'm not saying any of that stuff doesn't hold merit. But sometimes I'm just like, man, if it's something I can control, if it's a behavior I can do, if it's not something somebody else has to vote me into or hire me to do or, or nominate me to, to become, if it's something I can literally just get up out of my chair, put on my shoes and go do it, I want to go do it. If it's just me holding me back, that is no longer acceptable. And then number 10, 
I don't know everything. I can't. And that's okay. And only my ego gets pissed about that. And you know what? I'm a little bit over that dude. Again, colorful language in the show notes that I'm not doing here. But I'm going to do the same list for the from Sobriety Recovery. So if you want to hear this whole thing told a different way, by all means, go over there. But this is the big thing, y'all. Only your ego gets pissed off that you don't know everything. Only your ego gets upset whenever the person says they don't want to be your friend or they don't want to go out on a date with you or they don't want to ever talk to you again. Only your ego gets upset when you turn a paper in and you don't get the grade that you want. It's your ego. It's If there's not everything that Freud ever talked about held merit throughout the years, but ego, id, and super id have absolutely stood the test of time as far as these being like these little things, these little people you've got inside of your head. And your ego, I don't know about yours, man, but mine, mine has put me in some pretty, pretty crappy situations. Go, let's go back to the car accident I caused back when I was, you know, early 20s. That was all ego. All ego. That bicycle thing, me yelling at him with my windows up and just pointing and having a mean face, that was all ego. All ego. All right? Holding on to something, an idea, turning it in, you know, uh, less than or tinkering with it so much that it's it's not even looking the way that I wanted it to when I originally done it. It's ego, 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 ego. You won't know everything. You won't get everything right. You'll, your perfection does not exist. It cannot. Because what's perfect in one person's eyes is a travesty of justice in somebody else's. Somebody might think, you know, um, Starry Night by Van Gogh or Mona Lisa, you know, oh, the most perfect painting of all time. Somebody else is like, seriously? Like, why wouldn't she smiling? Uh, seriously, why is, why is Van Gogh going to make everything look all freaking weird? Was he on acid? Like, why can't he just paint a picture of a cafe? Why is it going to look so stupid? Like, where everybody's, you know, stuck in an animation movie. Like, what one person thinks is beautiful and majestic and amazing, somebody else thinks sucks. Ten people walking through the same forest are not going to have the same experience. You can't know everything. Everything isn't going to fall in your favor. And it's only your ego that's getting upset about it. If you can push aside your ego, just set them aside and say, look, I get it. I get it. You're here to protect me. You want everything to go my way. But you know what? Right now, I think there's something to learn. I think there's a lesson to be had here. And if I could just quiet you down for a minute, I can go over here and learn the lesson. Trust me, I'm not saying that your opinion doesn't matter, Mr. Mrs. Whatever Ego. It's just that right now, I'd rather listen to a different voice in my head. How about I listen to the one that says, I can? How about I listen to the one that says, I got this? How about the one that says, you may not have it right now, but I assure you, if you keep trying and you keep working at it, you will succeed. Everything in life comes down to experience points. It comes down to your growth mindset and your ability to say, you know what? I get it. Not everything's going to be awesome. It's just life that sucks. It's not school. It's it's not sobriety. It's not your family. Right? Everybody's got their own thing that they're trying to do for their own, for them own selves. Everybody's got their own world they're living in. They don't see the world the way that you want them to see it. They see the the world the way that they see it through their own perspective, through their own eyes. And that's what makes this a beautiful planet to live in. And if we could all just look at the other person and say, "I get it. You got your thing, and I got my thing." And maybe if we actually started to communicate with one another, our things could coexist. That's, exclu- that's inclusivity. That's the inclusivity I want to create. 
And since that's the inclusivity I want to live in, then that's the inclusivity I have to create first. Because you want to create the world you want to live in around yourself first. Okay, my friends, I will put this list the way that I wrote it in my show notes um, into the uh, show notes for the show. As always, inclusivity over exclusivity, the power of positive energy, release and flow. I totally get that you are all on summer break and you're probably going to find this episode sometime in the fall. So uh, for those of you who are listening to me throughout the summer, because that's just how you are, thank you very much for continuing to listen. For those of you who've let 12 of these things stack up while you are enjoying your summer, great to have you back. Hope you had a great time. Take this list to heart and do with it as you please. Talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.